you're listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast with Elsa Mitchell. Come along with me as I explore all the remote corners of Australia, uncovering success stories from women killing it in business. I'll inspire you, teach you, and best of all, make you laugh by sharing their journey and mine so that we can grow together in life and in business. Mom, have you seen my pants? Right, get out of here with the podcast. Okay, today I am chatting with a friend of mine. Everyone's a friend of mine. And it's another grown-up conversation, actually, which if I keep these up, I'll probably have my own talk show in no time at all. I think um, Ellen's looking to be replaced, (laughs) so you never know. But Amanda, I have known Amanda for a little while now and we've actually worked together last year and I have to confess, Amanda, I still don't know how to say your last name. Oh, don't you? Oh, it's Capitaine. Capitaine. Yes. Because I was like Amanda Capitaine. So one more time, Amanda. Capitaine. Capitaine. Amanda yes. Capitaine. So that's mm-hmm. who I'm talking to today and I promise we know each other. And Amanda and I decided, I'm going to get Amanda to just share a little bit of her story in just a second, but we have spoken so many times about the pressures of working from home, how it can get super depressing and boring, and sometimes it's really hard to get motivated and we just mooch around doing nothing. And we kind of went, let's have a potty conversation about this. But before we delve into that super fun conversation, <laughs> um, Amanda, can you tell my listeners just a little about, bit about yourself and your story and how you got okay. to where you are now? Um, okay. Uh, so I start right back at the beginning um so I (laughs) I was born and basically I I did so I'm a I'm a web designer developer now um and I build WordPress websites but I studied medieval history and um did a thesis on um women and religion and medieval um Christianity and I just, I went from job to job. I don't think I've ever stayed in a job longer than three years. I really just never knew what I wanted to do with myself. Um, and I was diagnosed with depression when I was about 18. So that's something that I've always had to manage and kind of anxiety as well. So then anyway, I um, ended up getting married and I was married for 15 years and divorced 2013 I think um and so I had been working um as a project manager in a couple of digital agencies which I really enjoyed it was like the first job that I had that I actually really enjoyed and really got into and I started to get interested in um fiddling around with the back end of the websites that I was um that you know the developer was building for the clients and I would start wanting to do things and the developer would get very pissed off at me because I would try to um, add things and change things like oh no no just tell me how to do it I'll do it I'll do it because and I realized I really loved that side of things anyway um, I I um, quit my job in at the end of 2015 Um, I was struggling to do to work full-time when I had two boys to look after so I quit my job 
thinking that I'd find something else. It took me like three years and I still couldn't find permanent work in school, inside school hours and not on weekends. So eventually I just thought, fuck this, I'm going (laughs) to um, start something myself and I remembered how interested I started to get into the technical side of things so I did a CSS coding course and with my project management experience I started my own little business which was super, super, super hard because of my having to deal with my depression, anxiety and I'm one of those people that is outwardly very confident but not so much on the inside so it's been a real it's been a real struggle well often um we are the opposite of what you're projecting on the outside is usually the opposite of what's going on in on the inside it's Um, it's so true yeah yeah absolutely people always say to me because I'm quite I appear very extroverted and confident and You know, even my husband would be like, oh, you love it. You love all the attention. (laughs) Getting up in front of a crowd. Oh, you love it. This is your element. I'm like, actually, it makes me sick to my stomach. Like, wow. um, I get really nervous. Um, I've gotten heaps better, but, oh, God, I used to be a wreck. But But it's really um, interesting you say that because when I um, first met you at one of your B Directory networking events a couple of years ago, whenever it was, I did that terrible thing which um, people do and especially someone who uh, used to be a goth. I saw this, like, woman with long blonde hair and beautiful makeup and stylish and I thought, oh, here we go. And then I talked (laughs) to you and you you were so down to earth and so lovely. I just thought, shit, this chick is awesome. And you know um, what people um, often say about me is uh, that she looks very prim and proper and then she opens her mouth. <laughs> but I love that about you. <laughs> I love it. And I mean, I'm the same. I, I, it's hard for me to remind myself to put a filter on my words. But that was the second part. That was probably the last bit of my story. Is that I, uh, after I met you, and I just, you know, my friend said, "Oh, that remember that chick that we went to that networking event with? She's running this mentor me women in business." program you should do it you should do it you should do it but I was terrified and I emailed you I remember saying look I'm not I'm not I'm a bit weird and I'm a single mom and I don't think I can do this and I have no confidence and I you know like it was all the reasons not to do it and thinking that you would just go oh no worry well you know try and try and join us if you can but you took the time to write, write me this really long email about I've been there I've been a single mom blah, 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 like you just was so supportive and I just thought, wow, this 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 chick is awesome and so that's why I signed up to the course last wow. year and, um, yeah, like I, I, it, I could, I'm so glad that I did because it really helped me, that sense of community and the confidence I gained a lot more and it was just, it was really great and I kind of want to be, I want to be able to do it every year because I think I need someone. That is so kind. I actually remember (laughs) getting your email um, and uh, it resonated with me because I think I I said this to you in the email, Uh, my friend Christy, who was my business partner, we often used to have conversations about how we didn't know 
I mean, a lot of people are in business. A lot of mums are in business. A lot of people have a side hustle these days. But we said we didn't know a lot of women that were actually making enough money to support themselves and their families. And I said that to you, I think, in the email. Yes, you did. And one of the things, I know one of your big fears was around being a single mum. And I think I shared with you my story of being a single mum when um, my twins were born, me and their father or their father and I, um, we broke up pretty much (laughs) straight away. So I was a single mum with these two little babies. But I think that was such a huge factor in um, what helped me succeed in my business because, I don't know, this pride and protective thing kind of kicks in where you're you feel like you're forced to you know I am going to provide for these kids and I am going to do a bloody good job at doing it so I think it can be a little bit of a blessing (laughs) it's that for the ships um kind of thinking that you don't have got got no choice you have to pull up your big girl knickers and you you've got to make it work um yeah yeah, that is that is true. Although I um, I have been in a situation where I, without going into it, I have a interesting, quite strong personality, overbearing father, and it kind of made things difficult for me at times. And this is really the first time I think it's actually really interesting. I've always, this is the first time that I've been on my own. And when I divorced from my husband, I was like, right, who the fuck am I now? And Mm -hmm. what do I like doing? Um, What do I do with myself? And it was really, honestly, the first time, because when I, when I was 18, um, my parents divorced and I was, you know, when I finished uni, I wanted to go and travel um over in London and I it was a really big deal for me it was like right this is my chance to be who I am and get out of my dad's shadow and you know learn what I want to do in the world and then of course I met my future husband and was just fantastically in love and went straight into that relationship and so it really you know at the age of what 40 was like wow it's my time now and so it's only really been since then that I've really started to learn how to go, fuck, you have to make this work, Amanda, and you can do this. But it's been a long process and a long time coming. Well, better late than never, right? <laughs> oh, my God. I wish that I'd been able to do it years ago. But, yes, better late than never. I want to go back just for a little second, and I know I'm getting a little bit off the path a bit, but I want to go back to that networking event, um, you know, where you ruthlessly judged me. (laughs) But I also remember you and your friend Lisa. um, Yes. uh, I think you'd emailed, you were thinking about coming. and I know you had so uh, a lot of, it was kind of the first time you'd done something like this and you were both very, oh, oh, fuck it, let's live a little, let's show up to this. Yes networking event and it wasn't a huge event it was a small event but Hmm. you did it and how well did that work out (laughs) (laughs) that's 
such a loaded question knowing full well how it worked out. (laughs) (laughs) I I love this story because I know how hard it was for you to show up and it ended up being just such a good thing because... We, you and I made a good relationship. Lisa and I now have a great relationship. But yes. Well, so many. I probably shouldn't tell this story because everyone's going to start showing up to yeah, network. Shut up! Shut up and let me tell the story. And that'll, <laughs> want to turn up to the networking event. Shut your um, mouth. Shut your mouth. Um, well, yeah, and you know because I've always been very. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I guess Lisa and I used to always, you know, we would consider ourselves quite alternative and you know, not into the corporate world, although she now works for, she's been working for government for a long time. But, you know, we always had that stupid thing, like we're so different from everyone else. And then, so we kind of always felt embarrassed and silly about going to these kinds of things that people do. And it was just a bit of like realising how um, childish that was and it's time to step up and so we've she she forced me to go more than it was more her. She's very like we all have that one friend. Oh, she is one of my best friends, and she's fan fucking tastic at just making you do things. So yeah, so we went, and I chatted to you, and I chatted to Christine. It was really the first time that I felt like an adult, I guess, um, when I was doing it on my own steam, not in a job doing it for someone else. So from that, um, a few months later, Christy uh, contacted me because she had met me at the networking event and said, look, I have some overflow work, some website work that I can't cope with, I don't have time to do, could you do it for me? And so I met with Christy and I ended up working on two websites with her um, while and and then of course she you know got sick and um but even then a lot of a couple of her clients she she was farming them off to other people because she had to focus on getting well and so I ended up getting a couple of clients more clients from her and even to this day I like I've got another client that I'm doing um a website for who contacted me a couple of weeks ago and said oh Christy used to do all my stuff but she's suggested that I come and see you and so that still happens. And so I got website work from her. That really was the key. I think I was really, it was a perfect way to let me build up confidence yeah. in the kind of behind the scenes, whereas she was still doing the client focus. I was just building and designing the website. And that was massively, massively helpful to me. And of course, then from that, that was kind of then at the beginning of last year was when you you know, I joined your mentoring course and kind of has started, you know, started to learn all about the marketing and all the social presence and all of this kind of stuff. And then, you know, what it's like to run a business. And then now my best friend Lisa is starting her own business and she's contacted you for some coaching. And I think she's now doing the mentoring course this year. So yeah, it's like fucking amazing what one thing that you can do you know it's like sometimes it's just one thing and you, you you yeah a lot can come from a small thing I do think your scenario is um one of the probably the dream scenarios um because I normally I say to people you can't show up to just one event and expect <laughs> miracle to occur you need to um you know you need to show up to the event and then maybe 
connect on Facebook or LinkedIn and then you need to engage online and sometimes the relationship building takes time. It doesn't usually just happen. Well, I always say I was so lucky that I got to ride on Christy's coattails for a while. That was (laughs) me too. (laughs) And I learned I learned a lot from her. Like I got to ask because I was now working with her, I could ask her all these questions that I then put into practice when I, you know, as I took more clients on and, oh, Christy uses this plugin. She said it was really good. Okay, I'm going to use that plugin. You know, like I, I learned a lot on a technical level um, as well as, I mean, I, I, was already, I already was pretty good at building rapport with clients, but it certainly helped me build my confidence knowing that I started to know what I was doing in the t- on the technical side of things. And it's another thing that I always sort of love to talk about is how you never know which thing is going to work for you. So, you know, first of all, we all know we shouldn't all put all our eggs in one basket. I'm seeing this a lot on social media at the moment. Um, people, this it's huge, um, people's accounts getting hacked and they're losing years and years yeah. of work. That, that's happened quite a few times lately. Um, and I'm like, oh, this is why you can't just do one thing. You need to do multiple things. And it's the same as starting this podcast. So I was super nervous about it. And I was like, oh, it's another thing I'm doing on top of everything else. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's very early days. And or I think I'd only even published maybe six or seven episodes. And then that's I got invited to speak up at the Women's Leadership Forum yes, in the next right. few weeks. And that came from, and they've actually put me on as Elsa Mitchell um, from Bossy Bitch. So <laughs> that's awesome, which I love. <laughs> and I was like, well, there you go. You know, you never know which thing is going to stick or is going to work for you. And so you can keep showing up <laughs> until one day something will really stick with you. But if you show up and go, well, that didn't work, I'm not doing that again. You know that's not that you're never going to progress. No, and I and I think particularly for I mean probably for a lot of women, um, I think having the space to be able to be my own person and which allowed me to open up and not be so influenced by other relationships that maybe weren't as great for me and learn to see those other relationships from a distance and understand that that's not who I am. I mean, I, you know, talking about depression, I'm seeing, I actually just had my site appointment this morning. I see her on a weekly basis at the moment because I'm going through some stuff. And one of the things I said to her when we're in the context of what we were talking about, I said, it's just that I've been absent for so much of my life. Now I'm finally here. And it's, and that's really helped me, um, like that's been massive for me and like making that decision to go to a networking event and not have someone go, oh, really, do you need to go to that? That's a bit lame, isn't it? You know, just to kind of try things and because you, there's no one else around me in that sense to kind of criticise me. I can just do it on my own. So it's been a, it's stepping into my own power or space yeah I'm like I know I know you're like such a fuckhead saying that don't you but it's true but what I really loved was when you just said I've been absent for most of my life and now I'm here 
That's yes. awesome. Yeah. So I want to I want to talk to you about the depression and working from home because it's so common um, and I hear it a lot. And for me, um, probably anxiety is a bigger issue for me than depression. But mm-hmm. I having a bricks and mortar business for many many years, my hair salon. You know, in a way, it was a blessing because. I would get up in the morning and if I felt really shit or really depressed with my life, um, I had a thing where I would always show up. No matter how shitty I was feeling, I would always show up at work. And I'd do my hair, do my makeup, get dressed and, you know, Mm -hmm. appear fabulous on the outside. And driving to work, I would be like, right, you need to change. You need to walk in there, happy face. No one can know that you're dying on the inside. (laughs) And <laughs> cry on the inside like a winner. That's what I always <laughs> say. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway, but I would show up and, you know, a couple of hours in after you've been chatting and you've been pretending to be fine, you actually start to be fine. And yes. Or I would hear a story from a client, something really tragic because I was a hairdresser, people would tell you the most messed up shit and I'd go, oh, fuck, that is horrendous. I can't believe I was feeling shitty today about really it was about nothing. And that was a bit of a gift, I think. And I am super, super nervous about losing that and because I'm going to be working from home now so much more um, and I don't know what's going to fill that void. Yes, and we've spoken about this um because I, yeah, and I, and you know, and I listened to um, last your last week's podcast episode, and working from home for someone who has depression and or anxiety, it's really not the best option in many ways. Um, <laughs> it, <laughs> I mean, it, for hours on end. Yeah, you know, um, it, it's it's you know, I was I. I don't want to say forced into it, but I went down that path purely because I couldn't find workplaces where I could work around the kids, which I which was important to me mm. because I only have them every second for week. We have a week on, week off. So when I had them, I wanted to be there for them. And so for me, that kind of was the only option. But it's been very interesting. Um, it's certainly given me the space it's allowed me the space to work at my own pace and because of my confidence levels, it took me a long time to call myself a WordPress developer because I, you know, I, I'm not a coder specifically. And I oh, that's called imposter syndrome. Yes, thank you. Yes, imposter syndrome. <laughs> um, I, you know, I do know HTML and CSS and I customise everything with CSS, but I fucking do not ask me to look at JavaScript. I fucking hate that shit. But... Um, it's really working from home really gave me the space to work at my own pace and learn as I went. So I, I wasn't kind of, I thought there's no way I could work for someone else as a WordPress developer because I just would not be fast enough. And so that side of things was great and the obvious, you know, flexibility, which everyone knows about when you work from home. But at, the more I did it, the more it went on, the more I realised that it I would wake up and have that feeling of um, feeling quite 
uh, lonely and that kind of just generalised depressed feeling, knowing that I just have to go and sit down and stare at a screen and work. And I am a person who needs a lot of my own space, but I also really, really need to interact with people. I used to work in retail when I was at uni and I loved it. I love talking to people and I love asking people questions. I'm a very curious person. And so I've really missed, really missed that side of it. So it is very difficult. And I often think about, or I say to myself, Amanda, if you were working in an office, you would you would have to just fucking get your shit together, get in the car and go to work. You can't just sit here and scroll on your phone for another hour. <laughs> so it is very, it is, yeah, it's it's really hard and there's certain things that I have to make myself do. So I, I have a dog, so I make myself go take her for a walk. I take my laptop and I work from my local cafe and I've got to know all the people there. So Literally, sometimes I just, even if I'm feeling okay, I'll go and work from this cafe just so I can have some interaction with people because I miss talking to people. I think, um, yeah, it, you have to implement things like that co-working days. I know my friend Ella, who's just moved back from Adelaide, mm-hmm. we just had a chat and she was like, let's do one day a week at your house where we both just work together, which I know she loves because you can get fabulous Instagram photos in my house. You uh, can. <laughs> I noticed I'm that. Like, yes, oh, my God, it would be so good just to have some company one day a week. I also think it's why groups like the mentoring group we did last year, they're so popular, the business, the masterminds and those groups because – you know, you know, last year we forged such a beautiful group and when we were feeling flat, we could jump in our Facebook group and be like, oh, I feel like shit, I can't be bothered doing anything and yeah, everyone would kind of pitch in and me too, me too and offer advice yes. or Cindy would tell us which phase the moon was in and why we were feeling <laughs> that way. Yes, um, exactly. <laughs> but I, I do think uh, that is why those groups are so important and you don't, you don't even have to pay to join some of those groups. Sometimes you yes. can just find really good groups on Facebook um, to jump in and, you know, get some inspiration or feedback from other ideas. I know when Christy and I were working together, when we were together, we would be on fire, like so many ideas. We could hatch a plan. I'd be like, oh, my God, why didn't I think of that? Three weeks later, you're at home on your own. I'll be like, oh, what was all that good stuff we were talking about? Suddenly that I can't is, think of yeah. anything. That so it's that, 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 that bouncing off each other because you, you grow by grabbing someone that someone's an idea that, of someone else and then you build on it and, oh, my gosh, like brainstorming sessions, I miss that so much. I think it's literally if you are aware that you are someone that has, and let's be honest, Everybody these days is a little bit fucked up. Yes. Like, I think that's why um, the Glennon Doyle book Untamed was so bloody popular this year because yes. she says in there we're all fucked up. We're all, we're all unforgiving. We're all hurting people, being hurt. We're all, you know, we're all doing the best we can, but we're all fucking up along the way. And I love when she said, 
um, admits that she takes medication for her depression or anxiety or whichever it was or both. Mm. And she's like, you know what? Take the fucking pills and stay on them for the rest of your life. Yes, yes, <laughs> I, I remember like, that bit. Love it. And then she also went on to say, I don't think I can be friends with anyone that's not a little bit mentally ill. Yes, <laughs> I love that. It's so true. So good. And we and all I, have gone nuts for it. Yeah, and I... And that was one, you know, I, I mentioned to a friend of mine, um, another friend of mine said that I was going to be talking to you about um, what it's like to have depression and try to run your own business and, and all of that stuff. And she said, oh, are you going to use your own name? <laughs> and, um, but she comes from an industry where privacy is a bit more important. Um, but I, I kind of stopped and I went, Oh, um, well, yeah, because and it was I realized that it's one of those things where I get really I <laughs> when I used when I was a project manager, I, I my creative director when he would be in meetings with me, he would say, Amanda, can you just pull it back a bit and not be so oversharing? And I mean I wasn't oversharing in a like in a bad way, but I would just be so like you really down to earth and I'm the queen of oversharing (laughs) yes exactly and I fucking hate that shit where why are we all pretending that we don't that we're not fucked up and why are we all pretending that it's not okay to be depressed or it's not okay to be anxious like if I'm having a really bad day and I have work that I need to get done I want I don't see why I want to be able to say I want it to be completely okay and normalized to say I'm so sorry um I'm having a really bad day I need to take a mental health day today but I'll get that stuff to you in the morning rather than what I usually end up doing and like either just trying to see if I can if it's possible for me to not have to email the client at all but usually I'll say oh look I've woken up with a bit of a cold today (laughs) you know and I guess I don't want to do that. I and I it. trust me, you don't why, want to do that. No questions get asked. Yeah, it's like I you know, obviously I don't want to share my bowel movements with every you know, I don't want but to say okay. that. Anymore. You say you've got the shit and everyone's like, Oh, it's cool, say no more, don't come to work. Yeah, it's so true. But it's like why can't mental health be just as normalized? And why can't why is it like, oh don't tell any oh my god, don't mention to the clients that you have depression. I mean, and I haven't actually, a couple of clients that I've become quite good friends with, I've, you know, talked about various things, but it's such a like, oh, no, we all run this, we all run our businesses, we have to be so professional and, and of course you do have to be professional, but I think we can just tone it down with the not, you know, pretend, the pretending that we have to be all um, superhuman. Can we just say, I'm feeling really sad? Exactly. And if you bury that shit deep, that's how you end up with cancer. Well, yes. Better out than in, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, and you've got to find a balance. But, um, yeah, and so, you know, like at the moment I've been going through a rough time and so I've barely posted on social media or written any of my blog articles. I'm like, oh, fuck, Elsa would be so mad at me because I haven't kept up with, you know, what um, we've been doing last well, year. It's a, someone said to me um, this morning on one of my coaching calls, she said, I love your – Instagram and how you um, are just so real <laughs> and you just yes. you don't do that fake, you know, inspirational, everything's perfect stuff. And I said to her, I actually sometimes 
stress about things I say and think, God, do I just appear like I'm a real miserable bitch? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just can't do the fake, you know, I do believe in a lot of the positivity and the inspirational. Yes. I, I believe in it all. But I do found like sound like a bit of a dick when I say it myself. I I, I have someone, um, one of my clients gave me a card the other day and she said, I've always loved your, and I'm going to probably say this word wrong, irreverent, take, oh, irreverent. irreverent take on life. And I had to Google what that word meant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. I've never looked at myself as as that Yeah, You're and like, I was like scornful. I have a scornful take on life. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess I kind of do, but I'm always usually just being trying to be funny. <laughs> Actually, wow, scorn. I didn't realize it was more scornful. I thought it was a bit more I just, think kind I was of... just pulling the piss, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think anyway. <laughs> I think it's quite funny. Moving along. So with the depression and the anxiety, I think anybody that recognises within themselves that they have those qualities or those tendencies, and like I said, most of us do, whether you want to admit it or not, I have two theories actually. I'm going to branch off for a second here. And this is a theory I've only recently developed and some people might hate me for it. (laughs) I am a huge self-help believer i'm like give me the self-help books give me every shrink on the planet give me the life coach give me everything i want to be the best version of myself i can possibly be and so many people the same these days we're all trying to do better be better but i think my theory is whatever weird tick you have if it's being anxious about flying or just anxiety in general or if you're ocd and you need to label everything in your house whatever little weird tick you have it only gets worse as you get older. <laughs> oh, God. That's it terrible. Festers, it plants roots deep inside you and you just get weirder. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just stop giving a fuck. I think you just, <laughs> you just you embrace it. Like, you know what? Fuck it. This is you what I'm like. Right. I'm just going to roll with it. That yes. being said, I do think when we're aware of these, um, what do we want to call them? Idiosyncrasies that we have, managing them is literally a daily routine. It has to be if you're anxious or depressed or whatever it is, you wake up in the morning, you need to maybe meditate for five minutes, you need to journal, you need to take your herbs, you need to eat a healthy breakfast, you need to avoid certain foods. It is a full-time job to manage that stress and anxiety and then when you fall off the wagon, you know what happens? You start eating badly because you can't be fucked and you think, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to have a bloody Hungry Jack's burger. Yes. And it you gets worse and worse and worse. You start drinking more and you spiral. Um, it's so hard. It is a full-time job. And the older you get, the more you start to realize, wow, I really need to be so conscious of my daily decisions exercising is a big one, Um, diet's a big one, sleeping well is a big one. It's freaking exhausting and being an adult is shit. I was just going to say exactly what you're saying but and people don't, I think for people who don't have anxiety, for those rare people 
who aren't managing some kind of mental illness or, you know, mental health issue, they, I don't think you realise just by doing literally even if you have nothing on that day, it is exhausting. It is exhausting talking yourself through the things that you need to talk yourself through to get yourself to sit at your desk to do the work that you need to do. It's exhausting making sure that you eat well. It, it is exhausting just managing it and I think a lot of people don't realise because, I mean, there's a lot, oh, my God, so much more awareness about around it now, particularly with um, the pandemic. But, you know, people used to think, well, what do you do when you're depressed? You just sit around. Oh, that must be so hard. You know, it's it's just it is it's exhausting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because you're you're beating yourself up and you you have all that. Just go all Bridget Jones. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was just going to say one of the things that um, I've gotten much better at is um, not. So I've really cut down on my drinking because after I got divorced, I I just you know that was me self medicating. I was drinking a lot. Mm-hmm. And I've really cut it That's down and I've been able, yeah, yeah, and I've been able to go, you know, 10 days sometimes without having a glass of alcohol and it is unfucking believable how different my mental state is, how I don't, my anxiety is just unbelievably better. Like I don't even notice it sometimes and my depression is so much lessened and I feel so much more able I have so much more mental energy, I guess, um, and I've realised, and, you know, I, I've realised how much alcohol affects me and my system and my, I've got a funny gut and. Mm, and it's, it's, though, isn't it? Yeah, and, you know, I've been reading all these books about, like, how food influences your, you know, the, the link between depression and gut health and, you know, I've been reading yeah. all that stuff. But it is so interesting, all of these things and it's important to be aware of what it's almost like trial and error you kind of find what things work for you and when you find something that works you've really got to hone in on it and the other thing that has worked for me is um I've started doing because I've always been on and off with meditation but now I'm doing five minutes non-negotiable meditation every morning no matter how late I'm running you know because if you're running five minutes late it's okay um yeah five minutes late to school that's fine so and that has really that's really helped me and obviously exercise as well that's been a massive thing I can't vouch enough for when you wake up in the morning yeah even if it's just five minutes laying in your bed but you're you've just got to stop and give yourself that time even just to think and I do this every morning because my life is fucking crazy yes I wake up and I think what day is it Okay, yep. <laughs> Damn it, it's not Sunday. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I run through all the things. Yes. I have to do that day, get up, get the kids ready for school, take them to guitar, mm-hmm. ballet, jazz, go to work, do the grocery shopping, put, blah, 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 six yeah. And yes. I just have to go, right, this is easy, it's going to be a beautiful day, I'm going to get through it all really easily, it's going to feel so good at the end. You know, I have yeah. to positively, before I jump out of bed, just like a wild tiger going nuts and everybody, get ready for school. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is so, so, so important just to take it that is. time to be like, right, yep, it's a busy day, 
but I got this and it's going to be good and I'm calm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will not does. scream at my children today. <laughs> Where are your shoes? <laughs> I've told you 600 times. Oh, my God, that used to drive me insane. Um, yes. Yeah, it really does make a difference if you can, you know, a lot of that mindset work and there's a lot of really great resources around at the moment but it does if you can just stop and even even if because I my anxiety um, manifests itself in this kind of um, I thought I had asthma for a long time and I went to the doctor a couple of years ago it turns out I've just got anxiety um, but I get this breathlessness I call it breathlessness oh, that happens to me. I get that too. yeah nuts. yeah and I and my chest is so tight and sometimes it's so bad that I can't like I'm at the gym and I'm on the treadmill and I literally can't I can't breathe and it's it gets so bad. And um, so when I'm in that state and I'm kind of rushing around and if I, and now that I've been doing this five minute meditation non negotiable for about two weeks and when I and I like force myself I stop myself and I sit down and I put the music on that I listen to and I go you know you take that breath and you go wow just stopping for five fucking minutes it's not a long time. <laughs> It's enough to go, right, okay, yep, no, it's not all overwhelming. It's not all bad for just this moment. It's okay. And it really helps, really does. Five mindful minutes. <laughs> well, I think you're super brave to come on here and have a chat with me about your depression and working from home and how it impacts that. And I know for sure that most people are going to be able to relate to this and I guess not even people that are just working from home just even if you're just a mom and you're at home all day with the kids this is going to be relatable um but really I think some really key tips are definitely taking those time to meditate those five mindful minutes I think having daily practices like journaling being really careful with your words your words are so important And I think reaching out, even though it can be uncomfortable and finding a group and you don't have to pay for a group that's awesome like mine. You can find free groups (laughs) (laughs) on Facebook where you can find your people and it can be so rewarding and comforting and knowledge is power. So just constantly be reading and educating yourself on, you know, just Google how you're feeling and then see all the articles of people that are feeling the same way and how they're managing it. Even that can just be reassuring. And And the other tip that I would like to leave with everybody, which is such a good one, but I always forget, listen to music. Yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, my God, music is the best. When you're in a funk, put on your jam. It is so, so good. And for people with busy minds that don't stop, I uh, put my headphones on and I just put on um, white noise when I really need to focus on something and that helps so much. And then other times when I'm doing something where I don't need to focus so much, yeah, music. Bit of Barry White on a Friday afternoon, awesome. Yeah. Oh, Baz, I can go a long way. <laughs> Thank you so much, Amanda. Um, That was so, so brave of you and such a good conversation. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, Elsa. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast. I am Elsa Mitchell and you can find me at elsamitchell.com.au or if you'd like to meet my friends, please head on over to Facebook and I invite you to join our free group 
Fossi Beach. <música>